0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. In this episode of the Bill Caskey Podcast, I'm going to talk about messaging and how most people jack it up and how you can avoid jacking it up. Hey, it's Bill Kasky. Glad you're joining me today. I had a... Uh, interesting situation Uh, yesterday, a couple days ago, I was at my local Starbucks and guy came up to, I ordered and went and sat down and was fiddling with my phone. Guy came over and said, Hey, Bill Kasky. I said, yeah. He said, I want to thank you for all the content you put out there. His name was Chris. I said, well, thank you. But how did you know? He goes, well, I listened to your podcast. I said, precisely my point. I'm sitting here visually. That's not a visual podcast. It's not, he goes, Oh, I heard your voice. And I thought, Oh man, you know, and I'm not, I'm not telling you this to pat myself on the back, but just the, the idea that we all have such a distinctive voice, all of us, all of us do and how recognizable it is and yet how little we use it. And I know that I've, uh, I've gotten calls from people. I got a call a couple weeks ago from a guy who wanted to join one of our programs. And he said, you know, I kind of feel like I'm talking to a celebrity here, but that's only because of the voice has nothing, has nothing to do with the content or whether uh, it has, no, it only has to do with my voice in his ears. And I think that's a lesson for all of us to remember that our voices are so distinct. There was a, uh, I heard a podcast interview the other day with a lady who was an expert in voice and, and just talked about the distinctness of it and how, um, how interesting it is and how important it is. So if you're not using your voice, use your voice. Okay. Here's our tip. Or here's our uh, message today. You know, I will get a call from a client and part of the work that we do in all of our programs is we offer one-to-one coaching. That's just, I, I know that I probably shouldn't. I know it takes a lot of time I know there's a lot of people in my industry, in the in the knowledge or information or expert or coaching industry who do not do one-to-ones. I find them to be remarkably helpful for everybody. This they, they do take time. They do cost a little bit money. I've got to charge a little bit more for them in the, in the package of the deal. But I haven't found anybody yet who says, oh, I deplore those one-to-ones you have built. It, it's just always helpful. And so what I always tell people is even if you don't you you get a 1 to 1 each month with me for for 30 minutes or so ish and I say even if you don't have anything specific to go over like a client situation or a prospect situation schedule the time even if it's 10 15 minutes we'll find something. And so the other day I was uh, on a 1 to 1 call with a guy and he said uh, you know I'm pretty good on message. I think my message is really good. And I said, okay, good. Let's check it out. Because whenever someone says, I think I'm really good at this, uh, I want to say, okay, there's a reason you're telling me that. And it probably has something to do with the belief that you don't think you're that good, but you're trying to convince yourself. Uh, So I said, okay, let's hear it. Name was Michael. And he gave it to me and it wasn't very good. And it was, he, he rushed through it, I felt, to get to the part where he's the savior and the hero. And I gotta tell you, if you're going to do messaging correctly, like let's just say it's a first meeting, first call, I don't care, Zoom, digital, face to face, if you're going to be doing first calls with people who maybe aren't that familiar with either your company, with you, or with your product set. And in this case, Michael sold a product that nobody has probably ever bought before, but it's a very unique and beneficial and valuable product, and he's trying to get it out, and he's doing a pretty good job at it. But once we worked on the message, he saw saw the the value of a different message. So here's what I told him. In your messaging up front, when you're first talking to somebody, you have to, to tell a story that they can see themselves in. And a story doesn't mean, I think we get this story thing all hosed up. A story doesn't mean a long story about a client that came to you. And, and those are good stories or about how you started the business. I think a story can start in present moment. And your story can be something like, look, five years ago, we noticed something. We observed something in with our customers or in the marketplace And we, and this is what we observed. We observed that there was, there were problems and there were circumstances that companies couldn't rid themselves of, or there was, there was pain. There were dilemmas that companies faced, and they weren't sure how to do it. And they would start here and they would go to here and they would go to there and they wouldn't get relief. And finally, somebody would say, Hey, you ought to call Bill and and we worked it out. But whatever, I think you've got to be much, you've got to spend more time in the problem and less time in the solution, more time in the problem that they are experiencing or that or that they might be experiencing, and don't rush to the solution. So I told Michael, I said, you know, y- you gave me, I wanted to hear more about the kinds of problems you solved and the kind of observations you made, and you pivoted right to the solution. He goes, well, I just felt, you know, I didn't want to take a lot of time. And I said, you can't think of this that way. You're bringing an enormous element of value to their lives. You can't think, geez, how do I get this done in two and a half minutes? If you tell the story correctly and you tell it in a way that they see themselves in it, they'll be right there with you for the whole story, even if it takes five minutes. And I'm not suggesting it could take an hour, but I think five minutes to set up, to tee up your value and to tell the story of of what you observed and the kinds of problems people have and and if they don't fix those problems, what happens? What happens if they don't fix the problem that that they have? Well, bad things happen usually. And so are you getting into that? So my suggestion today is be a little bit uh, deeper in the story you tell. I had a situation here a couple of weeks ago. I have a uh, foot problem and I've had it for years and I may have mentioned it here on the podcast and so I went to a chiropractor, and uh, I don't usually go to chiropractors, no reason, just haven't been and haven't seen the need, but this was one of these things I've been fighting now for 10 years and spent thousands of dollars on things that haven't worked. And so I went in and we had we had a discussion and we did a little adjustment, came back a couple of days later, he said, look, I'd like to lay out the plan. And part of their process is a really good process. Part of the process is they put you in a room with other prospects and, and customers and they walk through the background and the premise of chiropractic they that it's the premise that the spine controls everything and that and in the, his story, and this is what it was, this is why I'm bringing it up here today. the story was he said, "You know, you've probably had a situation where you might let's say you have a headache and you have a series of headaches. Maybe they p- happen four or five times a week when you wake up in the morning and what do you, what's the first thing you do when you have a headache? And somebody raised their hands and said, you take, you take ibuprofen, leave aspirin. He goes, yeah. He said, you take aspirin and you then get a little relief and you say, okay, great, that works. And then two days later, you have another headache and what do you do? You take some aspirin. At some point, if you don't solve the problem of why the headaches are occurring, you continue to take more and more aspirin, higher dosage. Maybe you graduate to uh, a pharmaceutical that covers the pain. And then he told a story about one of his clients who had headaches and they did A, B, and C, and it's all traditional medicine, symptom-based medicine. And eventually this lady was on antidepressants because she felt so bad because of the pharmaceuticals they were giving her for a headache. And she was on like 12 different medications. And the point of that, it was a long story. It's it's, uh, longer than I'm telling. But anybody in that room who has headaches probably saw themselves in that story. I know they did. And so it went on for seven or eight minutes. But the people in the room, I could almost tell... Who in the room was really paying attention? And those were probably the people who that story hit home with them because they've been through it. And so, the point of that story, of the story, is that people will listen if your story is interesting, if it's compelling, and if it deals with pain and issues and dilemmas and discomforts. People like that. That's what, because we all have those things and that's how you speak to somebody so hopefully you can take this and think am i spending enough time in the store in the story of problem in the origin of the pain and one way i like to teach my clients to do it is just do it through observation here's what we observe we've been in this business for 3 years 1 year 12 years 35 years and here are some things we observe we observe number 1 that uh, a happens and when a happens it, it puts a, a whole lot of pressure on the organization because B, C, and D are likely to happen. And I don't know if you've ever had that occur, but that's one of the things that people call us and, and, and want, to, want some help with. Another thing that happens is B, and you can just go through it. Spend 10 minutes in it. I would recommend you write all this down just in bullet point form. What are some of the problems? What are some of the impacts if they don't solve the problems? How have they tried to fix the problem before that hasn't worked? Put that in there. And I think if you do that, by the end of that 10 minutes, they're going to be really uh, wired in for your solution. And I think they'll be much more receptive to it because they see themselves in the story of pain. Okay, hope that helps. Go to com. if you're interested in more goodies. You can also uh, talk to me if you want to go to schedule a call with Casky. That puts you on my calendar or get you in touch with my calendar. If you have a sales team, we've got a lot of a lot of sales team work over the last uh, 30 days that uh, happened. So I think 2023 is going to be a lot of work on our part of helping sales managers, VPs of sales, CEOs work with their sales teams, and I'll be sharing a little bit more with you about that. Until then, have a great weekend. Bye.